Welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, John Bernadovich. Thank you so much for listening. Please consider liking, commenting, subscribing, and sharing with a friend. I've embarked on a journey to get to know amazingly awesome HR and business professionals with the hope to find out what it takes to do HR like a boss. I'm delighted to be joined by Katie Spani. Katie's a friend of mine that I met uh, while we were working together at a former employer of hers. Uh, my company was uh, offering some services to their organization. And since then, uh, Katie and I have uh, stayed in touch and I've really respected her approach to HR and building relationships in the community. So Katie, welcome to the HR Like a Boss podcast. Hey, John, thank you for having me and thanks for a nice intro. It's been a while it. since we've been friends and connected, so I'm, I'm happy to be here. Thanks. Yeah, absolutely. So Katie, for those that don't know you, I'm sure the fan base is really long and uh, people will be listening into the podcast, friends of yours. But for those uh, that haven't met you yet, why don't you tell our guests and uh, our audience a little bit about uh, who you are and uh, your background in HR? Absolutely, John. Um, I am one of those people that fell into HR, um, kind of came across that and uh, Way back when, when I, uh, someone offered me an HR position instead of something I was interviewing for, uh, that sounded awesome. And I said, yes. And um, ever since, I know that's what my passion is. And uh, I'm going to do HR when I grow up, I think. Um, so I'm currently uh, serving serve as a director of human resources at America's Pharmacy Source. Uh, we are a privately held pharmacy, mail order pharmacy. We service uninsured and underinsured uh, population um, Americans. There's nearly 30 million of uninsured Americans, and our mission is to provide uh, healthcare and uh, affordable medications to those. Um, in my role, I uh, I lead the uh, human resource function. I created the programs and strategies and uh, putting the things in place to make people feel empowered, encouraged, productive, and uh, bring the company forward. Awesome. Yeah. What was the job you were interviewing for that they called the audible on you to consider a job in HR? What, what was that? It was insurance coordinator. Okay. So I, before then, I had a background in employment benefits from the brokerage standpoint. So they thought I would be a good fit. Well, I thought too, I would be a good fit for the insurance coordinator position. And that's why I was interviewing. But uh, during an interview, it came up with, well, we really need an HR. Do you want to be an HR? And I said, yes. That's awesome. <laughs> you made quite I know the... that I'm going to fall, fall in love with it. <laughs> oh, that's, that's really cool. You, you, you certainly made an impression on the interview. And isn't it interesting how that path, like your course, in your career kind of diverged at that time where you go to interview for an insurance coordinator role, thinking you're heading down that path. And then somebody sees something in you as to the way you answered the questions or the approach you took. And then bam, now you're in this field of HR for however long that was ago and you love it. And you're, you're really passionate about it. I think, I think that's amazing. It's, it's life. Things happen and just be open, being open to an opportunity is important. Well, if you haven't said thanks to the person that had that interview to you in a while, maybe you can give them my number or uh, give me their, their email address. I'll tell them what a great service they did to the HR profession by uh, getting you into that and encouraging you. So that's, that's really cool. <laughs> I will make sure to do that, John, and I'll ask for that phone number in a little bit. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Yeah. So 
Pr pretty cool thing, Katie. So you mentioned uh, what, what your current employer is doing has a really kind of focused purpose and mission to, to drive affordable pharmacy and healthcare services out to those that are uninsured. I, I love that and uh, gives, I'm sure you and your team and the employees that you have a, a, a drive and a reason why we're working so hard every single day. And so I'm curious, as our first question, I always start off all our guests on the HR Like a Boss podcast is, how would you describe the purpose of human resources? It's such a loaded question, John, but uh, to me, the purpose of HR is to connect and to align. Uh, we are connecting people across the functions, right? We're connecting operations to uh, sales and marketing. We're connecting uh, leadership to the people on production line or entry-level positions or uh, whatever that might be in the lower levels. We're connecting finance with operations. We're connecting um, people to the, their purpose, to the purpose of the company, to the company's values, and to the each person's contribution and place within the company. Uh, we also, our purpose is to align everything we do, all the people's strategies we put in place, all the programs with those of the goals of the company for the short term and for the long term. We ensure that we have appropriate people, right people, right, in right spots. And I know we're uh, in the company that will move the company forward, that will help company grow. So connect and align. So we're aligning, again, the programs we put in place with the ROI, what it brings to it. We help people understand the leadership strategy and help leadership understand what is it really drives the employees to be the most productive and empowered. So yeah, I think neat. that's what it means. Yeah, no, that's really, it's really neat. Do you, how, how did you learn that? What, what, what allowed you to, over the course of your career in HR to, to get really clear about the purpose of connecting, you know, your people to the business at the same time, getting everyone aligned to, to which way we're rowing the boat together so that we can achieve the results that, that, uh, will be good for the employees, will be good for the company, good for the community. How, how did you learn that? Initially, my understanding of my role when I first stepped into HR was that I was a li liaison between the employees and the leadership, right? So employees come to me, I come to leadership, leadership comes to me, I dis disseminate the information or communication to the employees. While that seemed a little too transactional, so from that, taking a step forward, uh, it was more or less, so everyone's on the same page. So I, I and HR in general is not specifically the hub of information, but more or less er, the function that relates that information in different ways to, you know, in the ways that people understand it. So for example, someone in production line may not care what our EBITDA numbers are, but what does it mean to them, right? Uh, how we transparently explain where we go and how we get in there and how the people fit in there. So to me, it became, it's more than just, hey, here's what I want you to tell employees, right? This is a memo to send out or the employee comes in, why are we doing this specifically? And what does it mean to my job? So creating a bigger picture out of that connection and aligning what I thought and I still think is important for HR to do. Yeah, no, that's really good. I think the fact that you can get everyone individually to understand how they're contributing, you know, how they do their job well, and then how that contributes to the success of the company. And then, oh, by the way, if we're successful, 
these are the good things we can do uh, in the community, et cetera. I think whenever employees feel like they don't know why they're doing what they're doing or they're not passionate about it and it's not clear, then it feels like a job that sometimes they're mailing in or just showing up or become disengaged right. uh, within their work. And, and we all know what that feels like. So, all right, well, awesome start. Thank you again for being on the show, Katie. Super excited for people to get to know you. So uh, I want to understand a little bit about really unique time in the field of, of business and HR. I'm sure uh, there's a lot of unique th things going on within your organization, the things that you're learning to uh, implement these uh, great strategies around human resources within your company. But what do you see as the top HR trend that's impacting your employer uh, and, and the businesses that you, that, you, that you currently serve? Yeah, John, we definitely live in a time of change, aren't we? <laughs> um, the, one of the biggest trends that I'm seeing is, is creating a partnership between employee and employer. And let me tell you a real quick story, okay? So about eight, nine years ago, um, I was working on a presentation on future of work um, and some, or something like that. And uh, my kids were in high school at the time and I asked them to poll their friends and classmates with one question, what would you want to see in your future employer or manager? What would you expect, okay? Remind you, it's high schoolers. Um, so the answers I got were amazing that quite a few kids participated and the answers, the top answers were, uh, I want my manager to understand what I'm trying to achieve in life, right? I want my manager to listen to me. I want employer to, to help me grow personally and professionally. Um, and I want to be respected. I want to be heard, okay? So John, those kids are now in workplace and they brought that with them. Okay, so that's the trend I'm seeing. And it's definitely not a new concept. Uh, back in 1900s, I think early 1900s, um, uh, one wise man said that uh, men will work hard for money. They will work, men will work harder for other people and men will work the hardest if they're dedicated to a cause. So I think that's, like I said, concept is new. Millennials definitely brought it into and pushed it into workplace. However, the pandemic, I think, exponentially increased and expanded that trend, bringing all people from all walks of life, from all genders, from all levels in the in organization to reevaluate their jobs, their work, what they do, their contribution, and what the employer does and what the employer, the employer is, um, and to see how it aligns with their personal and professional goals. So I think everyone's looking at that now. So I think that's the biggest trend that's actually here to stay, I think, I do believe that people are looking for a true partnership with employer versus exchange of money for skill, knowledge, and experience, right? So there's always gonna be compensation, there's always gonna be benefits, there's gonna be safety, basic training, but I firmly believe that the differentiator, the differentiator is going to be, and what else? Yeah. Yeah, and we're not, yeah. you know, we're not talking about ping pong, ping pong tables, right? We're not talking about basketball courts, even though I'm all for having a barista on premises, but um, we're talking more about mentorship opportunities, growth opportunities, uh, community involvement, right? Supportive uh, personal, professional beliefs and goals. So that's what we're talking about. So 
we as employers have a lot of work to do in creating our own identity and our own brand so we can attract the top talent. Yeah. It's personalizing meaningful work. It's just kind of like in the business that you're in of personalized medicine. You can't give the same medicine to all this, all the patients that share the same experiences or different things uh, that you have to personalize that because each of us are different. It kind of reminds me of like when I used to go as a kid to McDonald's, they always had the burger with ketchup and tomato and those gross onions and a couple pickles. <laughs> like no matter what, I, I didn't want any of that. I just wanted the burger with some cheese and I had to get the, that gross stuff on the burger. So over time now you can basically order anything you want. And that's what people want. Like I, I went to um, my favorite burger place not too long ago and they had one of these Coke machines had like 85 different options of the flavor Coke I could drink, you know, yes. orange with cherry and cherry with mint. And I was like, Oh my God, I just want a regular like Coke. So <laughs> that personalized meaning of work is, is really important. And you, you mentioned you know, a few things in that, that, that really stood out. Good for you. Keep at that. I think, I think that's, that's really important to, to keep doing. Um, and it's kind of brings me to this really interesting part of the journey of, of writing the book and this experience of HR that a lot of people don't like HR to the point where uh, it's a key point in my, in my book and in presentations I do that, that I hate HR. So I'm just curious as to this, this stigma that exists about human resources within the, I'll call it non-HR field, how, how can we in HR break down that stigma of, of what HR is and that it's bad and I don't like it? Yeah, that's unfortunately still there. Um, and I think it's driven primarily by the side of the, our work that's visible versus invisible. Uh, most of what we do that's visible is negative, right? That's your terminations, that's the increase in premiums, that is, you know, cut the programs or something like that, cut the benefits programs or, or there's new mandate or there's a new law, there's a new policy. So something is negative, it's readily visible. And that's what gives HR this bad stigma, right? Bad feeling, bad aura, if you will. Uh, what we do that is great for the company, for the people, it usually goes unnoticed, right? It's, if it's increasing premiums, maybe dev HR spend a lot of time negotiating down from 63% to 9%, right? But yet people still see, see, see increase in it. Uh, we implement new benefits. Great, employer gave me now this. And not seeing that HR actually was behind that, right? So it's hard to toot our own horn, but I think we should own our own successes where we can. Um, and another thing is too, John, behind all those policies, compliance, total rewards programs, whatever it might be, we are people, we are humans too. So I think we, at some point we're forgetting that and we act as a representative of the company forgetting that we are also humans, just like people that we work with. So I think it's important to show up as a whole self, right? Build connections with your people. Uh, let them know you as a person versus just someone who sits in the office and uh, tells you when your premiums go up, um, right? Or somebody who hands out pink slips. I don't know if anybody hands out pink slips anymore, but... <laughs> <laughs> 
electronic um, pink slips. Oh no, I got an email. Oh, it's got a bunch of pink. You know what I'm yeah. what, what I'm saying. So I think we need that human connection uh, between us and the people we work with. It seems like a daunting task. For example, if you have a multi-million people company, right, or even a few hundred employees, you have it's kind of hard to build those connections. But if we start even with our own team, if we start with two, three people in the departments we work with, it's doable. So, and it is going to take some uh, great deal of emotional intelligence to maintain those professional boundaries that we still have to maintain, right? But uh, it's it can be done. And I think that would be more or less more of a solution to the stigma that, hey, this is HR and they're bad. Yeah, no, I think you hit on a lot of really interesting points that uh, actually are in the book. There's a, a, a part of this around building relationships that we'll get to in a minute that uh, you have to be intentional with that. And to your point of being visible, you have to make that effort so that when you come into the room, people don't think it's bad that HR is here. It's, oh, Katie's here. I'm super glad. How, how's your, how are your kids doing? Or what are you doing this weekend? We, we want to have those types of conversations opposed to, oh, no, she's going to pull a piece of paper out and I'm not going to be here anymore. So slip. <laughs> we need to, we need to change that. So speaking of change, we have a new slot on uh, season two of the HR like a boss podcast. I have to give a shout out to our sponsor. This is always a little awkward for me because uh, as you know, behind me, for those of you that can see, I have my uh, Willery uh, branding behind us. And uh, so thank you to our sponsor who's near and dear to me. Um, as I am the, the owner of Willery and also the host of the podcast, but uh, Willery has supported the formation and continues to provide resources to put this podcast on. A special thanks to Lizzie and Bridget, who are really uh, integral in making sure that, that the shows come out successfully and they sound right. But um, just to help out a bit, uh, Willery's purpose is to empower people and is focused on supporting mid-sized companies with their search and staff augmentation services that's in our staffing business, along with some unique client side HR technology consulting support. So if you're struggling to find talent for your HR and payroll teams or not getting the return on your investment in your HR tech, please visit www.willery.com to learn more. They do okay, Katie? You do great, John. Okay. Would you like to do that? I've, I've said it once before. I, I had, to, I had to, at some point I maybe have it memorized, but um, it's kind of an odd thing. I guess it's, it's the guess this podcast is about self-promotion, but I guess I don't want it to be that abundantly obvious, but it was a strong recommendation. And I think it's good that people know um, the, the, that Willery is supporting the concept of HR like a boss. And it's, it's a really important intention for us to, to help and support the human resource profession. So and absolutely, there is no shame in advertising such a great company, John. So, thank you, appreciate that. I'll pay. I'll pay you later, Katie. All right. All so right. we'll continue on. Continue on the, uh, the 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 interview. So so one of the core aspects of the book is uh, loving what you do, and you mentioned that before in your story when you were talking about the transition from that kind of insurance based role into HR. Now now, uh, just a few years later, you still love working in HR, and so. And part of that, I think, is building relationships. And we, we talked about this a little bit before, but how do you think HR can model the behavior of loving what they do and then um, the people that they serve, right? It's kind of that word love is, a, is an odd one to use in, in, a, in a work setting. So, so tell, tell me how you can do that in a way uh, that works, works well for the employees, works well for the organization. 
Absolutely. I kind of want to go back, falling back onto uh, being human, right? Being yourself, bringing your whole self to work. And that's what's uh, important for building those relationships. Uh, genuinely listening to people, right? Knowing them, getting to know them. Um, what makes them tick, how, how they like to spend their weekends, you know, how the kids are doing and uh, be an active listener and participating in the conversation actively, right? The building a relationship that is human, right? That's not strictly transactional or because I'm HR, I'm asking you those questions about your family. No, because I truly want to know, right? I truly care. Um, I love that you have a side business, for example, you know, of, uh, making a really cool gift biscuits. It's interesting to me, right? Um, uh, I love that your kids are playing soccer and you spend you know, nearly every weekend in the season, right? In, in the soccer field. So I know how it goes, my kids play sports. So we connect that way. Um, but as far as loving what I do, it's more or less showing up every day, no matter what day you're having, right? Good day, bad day, you show up. You show up for people, you show up for what you do, for your team. Um, and owning, Understanding and owning the part that you play in the company's success and the company's growth, I think that's that's important to modeling that behavior, right? Um, I know what I do. I love what I do. I, I am there whether I'm having a good day or a bad day. Um, I'm helping people. I'm truly investing in people, right? My attention, my time um, in building those connections. So. And I think people respond to it very well. Um, it meant to me personally, it meant a lot to me when after a couple of days of really hard layoffs, people were checking on me to see how I'm doing because they knew I wasn't having a good time, right? Let's face it, terminations are never easy or fun. Um, so no matter how uh, needed or justified or warranted, whatever that word is, right? Um, so it meant to me a lot that they were worried about me as a person because they knew that wasn't a good experience for me either so yeah no, that's that that that's an that's a, a testament to you and, and the fact that you're being really intentional and genuine genuine katie about your level of care i think people can see through that uh, a, a large number of people can when you're not being genuine and it's 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 a it's a it's fake i i recently met a, uh, a coach that's uh, that's supporting one of the local high school you know school uh, school programs and and teams, and man that guy has so much passion and care like he just he could just it falls out of him the guy's like so into helping the kids and supporting them, and he's going to turn the program around because of how much he cares right this just you can see it. And so I think there's something about that you, you can't you, you, you can only you you can only fake so many people. I think if you genuinely care and take interest and do it consistently, you just can't go like once a year. Oh, hey, Bob, how's how are the kids doing? Right. And then a year later on the same day. Oh, hey, Bob, how are the kids doing? Right. It's got to be throughout the course of time and in your daily interactions. So I think I think that's really important in building relationships. So appreciate you sharing it, it will that. take time it will take time like you said it's it's not like oh hey i told you i i said good morning to you twice now why are we not friends right it's it, it is not going to be that way it takes time it takes uh true interest and like you said genuine genuine being genuine and real is the key are the key words here I agree. yeah 
But yeah, well, one of the real things that I hear a lot about in HR is this concept of right people, right position, right time, right now. So I'm just curious, Katie, as we're talking about kind of doing HR like a boss and and bringing results for our employees and our companies and community, what what does that mean to you? What is right position, right people, right position, right time, right now? What does that mean to you? That means we have an optimum system to take the company to the next level. <laughs> but to get there, we have to identify the right seats first, right? What are the right seats? What is the right structure for our company right now, six months from now, three years from now, 10 years from now? What does that look like, right? A clear expectations, clear job descriptions, uh, clear measure, measurements, right? Performance measurements, uh, deliverables, and understanding and do, making sure the people in that position understand what they're doing and how they're connected to overall company goals and the company's purpose and the values, right? So that's identifying the seed. Right people are the ones that are hell yeah for what company is doing, right? For the company culture, for the company purpose and values. They have their personal values aligned with those of the company. They understand what they're doing and they want to do it. Um, right now, it means again, is this set of skills needed now? Will we need that set of skills in six months or in 10 years or three years from now? What will we need in that time frame? So those three components, and uh, I really like how uh, Gina Wickman identifies the right seats, right people in his book, Traction. I'm sure you're probably familiar with that. It's uh, GWC, right? The get, get it, want it, and have a capacity to do it. So I, I think it's a simple, but yet effective concept. Identifying, you know, evaluating people on whether they get the job, whether they understand what's involved, what purpose of it is, uh, what deliverables are, and how it's done, right? Whether they want it, um, are they the right person? Do they understand what's all involved and do they want to do it? You know, at times we're promoting someone to a manager position who really doesn't want to be a manager, right? They're a great person, they're a great mechanic, they're a great uh, engineer, and all of a sudden we drop them in a position of supervision and they fail. We set them up for failing, right? Because they don't want that job. And then the capacity, having the capacity to handle the responsibilities. That's talking about physical, emotional, uh, psychological, um, uh, leadership capacity competencies, right? Uh, to carry the job. So if the person is yes on all three, then we have a right person in a right seat. Yeah, no, it's great. And I'll give a unique plug out to the book that Katie mentioned. That's kind of next level stuff for those of you in HR that have uh, potentially had the the pleasure, or maybe not so much. Sometimes I've heard from folks that the EOS concept within a business is not necessarily friendly to HR. And I think Katie has definitely em em embraced some of the concepts around EOS. It seems like uh, either you're implementing that now or using it or have in the past. Uh, the book that she mentioned is called Traction. I'd highly recommend it as a read because if it's not inside of your employer today and you're, I'll call mid-sized to small, my, my guess is at some point that or a competitor we, we use scaling up at Willery is coming to your, your leadership team soon because it's a business system and it makes running a business a little bit easier and makes it more clear for everyone involved. So check that out, Traction uh, by Gina Wickman. Thanks for the, the, the reminder of that, Katie. So I always get my guest out of here on this last question. Obviously the podcast is called HR Like a Boss. The book I'm writing is called HR Like a Boss. So 
how would you describe someone that does HR like a boss? Well, manager, HR managers, they're one of the largest assets of any organization, right? For some organizations, it is the largest asset. So it's, it's an honor, it's a privilege, and it's a great responsibility. So I think to, to HR like a boss, and by the way, I love how you made a verb out of HR. Um, <laughs> to HR like a boss, I think it's to be open-minded, it's to be approachable, it's speaking multiple languages, meaning speaking finance, speaking operations, speaking sales, and understanding the business, what makes business grow, right? And what makes business stay afloat and, and um, develop further. So it's been honest, it's been humble, and it's been human. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, it, it takes a lot to be successful and persevere and love HR. Like that, that, that is the number one thing I've learned through this journey of writing this book and having this podcast. It is, it is not for the faint of heart. And you just rattled off seven or eight really unique competencies that you have to have and innate abilities to be successful in HR. And for those of you that are out there listening or wondering, kind of scratching your head, like, can I do it? I believe you can. You just have to align to what Katie mentioned earlier to what is most important to be successful. And, and, and you had a few things today, Katie, that I'm going to share with as a recap, as I always do, that really stood out to me. So this ability to connect and align as a, as a purpose of human resources. You mentioned a few times active listening. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%, just being engaged, being empathetic, uh, respectful, and making sure that people feel heard. Uh, it's such a powerful, powerful skill that, that is developed because more often than not, you're in this fight or flight instinct and listening and repeating back and, and having empathy is, is a learned trait. Uh, this, uh, this ability to have what I'll call personal, using some of your word, meaningful work. Everybody that works at your company, depending on what department they're in, there, there's a reason why they're there. And we got to get to the bottom of that so it aligns and we can connect them with the business and what we're trying to get, get accomplished. I loved your visible versus invisible. So always seeing the bad things that HR does, but not necessarily seeing all the advocacy that HR does for its employees. Sometimes maybe that's a separate podcast discussion. How, how do we make sure we do that? You talked about putting human back into human resources. You didn't say those exact words, but I've heard that many times from thought leaders uh, in the space of HR. And then last but not least, you, you mentioned this show up, show up to work no matter what. And for those of you that can't see Katie, uh, maybe you're, you're just listening into the podcast. She has a sign behind her that says, always be kinder than you feel, right? So that's that notion of maybe today after having had go through reduction in force or a bad day at home or whatever the case is, I don't necessarily feel that great, but um, you, you got to make sure that you, you, you kill them with kindness uh, because at the end of the day, these are human beings that we're working with and we're trying to make them better in their work, in their life and uh, accomplish goals together. So Katie, I really enjoyed having you on the show. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it as well. I have, John. Thank you so much for the experience. It was great talking to you. Thank you for checking out the HR Like a Boss podcast. If it resonates with you, please consider leaving a rating or review. And better yet, subscribe and share with a friend. Until next time, let's continue to aspire to do amazingly awesome HR.